Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, now, two guys who've discovered that making toast in the bathtub just hits different. Chris and the Riz. Hey, ho Lions fans, welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast episode 478. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is the Detroit Lions 2023 minicamp begins, and we are the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, as you know himself today. And with me is my good friend and eloquent co-host, the man who wrote the thesaurus, Jeff the Riz Risen. How you doing, brother? I am doing superb this evening. Thank you very much. Wrote the thesaurus. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, we got a good show today. We got a lot of good things to talk about. Uh, Dan Campbell, Westside. We'll talk about that. Uh, notes from day one of the Detroit Lions minicamp. Um, quick conversation. Our bet is on the Lions, of course. Talk about the NFL and gambling. Uh, we're also going to cover the dumbest media question so far. And Lions rookie <laughs> rolls at the beginning of camp. That sounds that. like a challenge, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're daring me or something. It's a, it's a Homer reference. <laughs> we got all that whole lot more. Great show lined up. Riz, are you ready to go? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. ready to go all right real quick i want to say david boltman thank you sir for the subscribe to the channel appreciate that thank you jay smith for your last super chat for being the guy and uh we appreciate that um really quick i want quick two quick notes before we get into this i want to uh just let everybody know um the audio podcast if you've gotten that it has that old square blue logo with the microphone on it we've had that since like day one I'm going to, and you see it rotating down there actually below my face. If you're watching on YouTube, it's, it's down. Don't be alarmed. That's going to change to the, the circular logo. The one we use on Twitter and all that stuff. Don't, don't, don't like look for us. We're not I don't there. Like don't like change, Chris. I know. I know. No, I don't like change. We're going to change it in like August. All right. But I just want to tell people now and get them ahead. So they're not, they don't freak out. They're, they're expecting it. So we got that. Okay. Um, also this thing called the training camp party that we do every year. You know, that big old bonkers blowout with all the fun and excitement. We're going to do that again. August 5th. Tickets are on sale right now at DetroitLionsPodcast.com store. Go on in there. You have the training camp party. They're also, we'll have some autographed Lions merch. We'll have some DLP merch, some giveaways. We have, uh, so there'll be door prizes. You can get door prizes and get additional tickets to the door prize, the whole thing. So check it out. Uh, DetroitLionsPodcast.store. It is a blast. It starts, I mean, food starts at seven. We'll probably open the doors at like 6.30 or something, maybe six at uh, Uptown Grill, Commerce Township. Uh, all the, uh, you know, all you can eat, food, uh, pizza, salads, breadsticks, all the soda that you want. If you want drinks, you got to pay for the bar. Um, the price of the ticket covers literally the food in the room. And uh, that's that's the way it goes. So uh, come out, join us. We have a fun time every year. We do a live podcast. We have guests. Ash is flying in. Ash is going to join us this year for the training camp party. He'll help co-host and uh, a whole other cast of characters will be there. We're going to have a lot that's awesome. of fun. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun this year. So check it out. 
Again, DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store. Get your tickets there. All right, that's it. Let's get to the first topic of the day. Riz, this is one uh, I actually didn't tell you we were going to do this one. Rizden's Gout shout out. Uh, let's really quick get a cover. <laughs> uh, Riz, I need to ask you, how's the gout, my friend? <laughs> my pills are like right over there. I can almost go gravel. <laughs> Uh, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> There's the ambush journalism at its finest. All right, we'll get going. Yeah. Well, you know uh, what, Chris? What? Shingles doesn't care. <laughs> that is the best ad campaign on TV right now. My kids are yelling that at me and our cats all the time. You I know got, what, Dad? Shingles doesn't care. <laughs> I got the shingles back. So you should, too. All right, uh, let's get into it. Dan Campbell yeah, is the West Side. <laughs> um, Riz, I know this is something, this is near, dear, close to your heart. Uh, yes. It's got so many Rizden angles. I'm just going to stop talking and hand the mic to you and let you go. So Dan Campbell spent the weekend in Grand Rapids, which is my, I don't exactly live in Grand Rapids, but it's my home city. Uh, it's home for me. I live in West Michigan. I live in Holland, which is about 20 minutes southwest of there. But Grand Rapids is where I, that's where the huge show is based. That's where I do radio stuff. Uh, by the way, I'll be live in studio on Friday. Check that out. But he was there for a volleyball tournament, which is also something that's near and dear to my heart. Unfortunately, my daughter was playing in Columbus, Ohio this weekend in a separate tournament. But uh, we have crossed paths on the volleyball area before. Uh, President's Day, they hold a big thing at whatever Huntington Place is called now. I can't think of what it's called. But he's just down there by, by uh, 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 Kobo. <laughs> <laughs> whatever that is um I, I don't remember what they call it anymore it's like j something I don't know. it's kobo it will always be kobo yeah, I mean, well, it's yeah crotch the old man here it's kobo yeah it's easy <laughs> enough so we have been in the same venue before i think his daughter is a year older than mine too so uh, we, we don't exactly compete against it. but but anyways he was in grand rapids for that uh grand rapids had the festival for the arts this weekend which is a very big you know out weather was perfect for it it's like outdoor music, celebration, you know, people having fun, food trucks everywhere. It's a really cool thing. And uh, he was out and about and was willing to take, and, and I, got, I got notifications on social media from a ton of people. Like, I just met Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's at the boss yeah. place. Like, signing, signing and taking pictures and everything. Like, it was so cool. Slack was fire, and, man. Slack was fire with it. We had a couple people in Slack who, and I, and I admonished every single one of them. And I, and I will admonish all of you out there listening right now who got to see Dan Campbell and didn't say, Dan, you got to go on the Detroit lions podcast. What are you folks doing? Like, are you even listeners? Like, come on, you are our gorilla crew to make these things happen. I am a shame, shame, shame on you. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. So, so that's okay. So, um, so this was going to be, so I normally do not ask questions at press conferences, although as we're going to talk about later, I might need to start, but my, I did have a question prepared for today and I was going to ask Dan, so Dan, how was your trip to Grand Rapids and what do you think about ever having a practice session or training camp over there? And he preempted it by leading with it after he talked about the 20 to 30 some players that aren't going to participate in minicamp because of various injuries. He's like, oh yeah. I was in Grand Rapids this weekend. I loved it. Loved the fresh energy. Loved the the perspective of all the fans over there that they don't want to feel neglected. They're they're excited and and he really felt it. So to all of my fellow six one sixers out there, thank you. Nothing is scheduled at this time for being in West Michigan, but he was asked a question. He is certainly open to it. 
I followed up with a couple of team sources. I guess I have to call them sources. And they said that they were also open to it. So it will not happen in 2023. Everything's all set this year. 2024, there's a chance that they could do something where they come over for a night or like a Friday night, Saturday morning type practice deal. The last time they did anything outside of either Allen Park or joint practices at another facility or Ford Field was 2015. They went to Novi High School at night. That was the last time. My alma mater. Thank you very much. Uh, hey. I, I, so you met you met in Michigan because uh, they I was like they were at the Colts. They did a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yep, yep, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they have not traveled around. They haven't been to Saginaw in forever either. Yeah. But the west side of the state is a market, and I can tell you from living there, we get some Bears infiltration. We get a fair amount of Packers infiltration because uh, as the crow flies, I live closer to Milwaukee than I do to Detroit. I live closer oh. to Chicago than I do to Detroit as well. And you're downwind of both we, of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get no, tested. Uh, get tested. Yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> For I'm everything. <laughs> Shingles doesn't care and that doesn't either. <laughs> need some kickbacks from these people. I think that's GSK, isn't it? I, I but anyway, know. so <laughs> there is, there is the door is open for a, some sort of official Lions function to happen on the west side of the state. The same. And I actually, I actually went into a little bit more depth with a team source today. And he asked me, like, what, what sorts of places, you know, I know there's colleges over there, but the pe- people on this side of the state, I'm, I'm staying in Canton tonight, uh, remotely, working remote. That's why my background's all weird. and I, I can't really hear anything. Like, people over here don't necessarily understand what's on the west side of the state. Like, Grand Rapids is a very large city. It's significantly bigger than Toledo. It's significantly bigger than Flint or Lansing. It is, like, Kent County, if you can, if you include Kent County, Ottawa County, where I live in, Muskegon County, where Muskegon is, we have 1.1 million people over there in those three counties. Like, it's a big place. Growing up, Grand Valley State is there. Davenport is there. Davenport is the place where I, uh, Davenport University D2 school, GLIAC school, uh, coached by Sparky McEwen. They have a new football program. They have a brand new stadium. It's gorgeous. Farmers Insurance Field. They have a training facility that's adjacent to it. There are faci- They have both turf and grass. That's important. Yeah. That's, that, that makes a great place to do it. So I, I suggested that to them, and I, I sincerely believe they are looking into it for possibly 2024 or beyond. I know a lot of people over here on this side of the state don't really care, but for the West Siders, for those of you who live over where I do, this is an incredibly big deal. It takes me two hours and 45 minutes to drive to Allen Park. I drive there and back most of the days when I do this. If I could have even just two days where I drive 30 minutes each way, oh, God, it would be yeah. wonderful. Yeah, I can, I can and, imagine. And the, the, I, I know the, the West Michigan Sports Commission, the Grand Rapids Area Sports Commissions, they do a fantastic job of doing this, these sorts of events. They put on fantastic volleyball events all the time. We have the state games of, of Michigan going on, I think, this weekend, actually. Mm-hmm. like they, they know how to run these things and organize them and get hotels and get logistics all set up. They're very, very good and, and experienced at that. So I am really hopeful that this happens. You know, it's even funny. If, it's just, if it's just for a day or two days, I, I, oh man! You talk I'd about so the happy. gap between Western Michigan and Eastern Michigan. As you were talking, I was thinking about it, and it really—I mean, there's there's almost like there's a valley between Jackson and Ann Arbor and Chelsea. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I would I would say well, there is technically. <laughs> I would say that Detroit is actually potentially closer, if you will, with 
maybe Cleveland even than they are with Grand Rapids or on the western yeah. side of the state. There, it's it, I hadn't even thought of it. Growing up, like literally, never thought about going west because. Well, and then you think about like the eastern seaboard. Everything is on. You head so much for so much. You head to the east, right? You head to New York. You head yep. to Pennsylvania, Virginia, D.C. All that stuff. Your head kind of just tuned, you know, to to facing that way, like a compass goes north. Um, there, it's interesting, and it's not it's not on purpose. It's not like a diminished sense of oh, the Western Michigan people, oh, you know, it's nothing like that. But it's it's just it's, I know I guess some of that on Twitter I, today. I, I don't think about you at all, and it's not it's not malicious, you know. What yeah. I mean? So 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 I grew up west of Cleveland, where my parents live. I can be from my parents' house in Vermilion, Ohio, to Allen Park in two hours flat. So it is in fact closer. Uh, downtown Cleveland is closer to Detroit than Holland is. That's just the logistics of it. But nobody ever thinks about that because Michigan and Ohio have this weird thing where they can't coexist. It's weird. I'm, whatever. I don't know. I get crap from my hat. People say, this happens every single time I wear this hat to Meyer. I'll kiss somebody, fuck your Buckeyes. I'm like, it's a bobcat. It's green and white. Riz, Riz, let's let it go. Sorry. Breathe, breathe. Fuck those Buckeyes, but your Bobcats are nice. Okay, let's... Uh, <laughs> We're the team y'all can't beat in basketball. <laughs> All right. We'll play us in football. <laughs> okay, there you go. Dan Campbell, West Side. There you go. You got it covered. We got the topic Please come on to lockdown. Please Dan. Please, we'll take care of you. Let's get into the notes on the 2023 Detroit Lions minicamp. And we're going we're gonna to save the rookie portion of this uh, for the end, because I think that's a distinctly yeah. different kind of part of the conversation. But Riz, you had a couple of great shorts today. Uh, talked about the defense, and I'd like to kind of expound upon that. And for those that haven't seen it on the YouTube shorts, uh, Riz does a lot of those as he's on camp, you know, as at, at camp and on as credentialed media. He will uh, do reports every day, and they're they're quick and they're to the point, and they really really give you some good info. So if you're make sure you subscribe and like and all those things we ask you to do, um, you'll get access. To those shorts will pop up, and and there's good stuff, good information, and it's it's very timely, it's very uh, salient, and it's uh, it's you know new news of the day from from camp. So. Riz, let's talk about it. First, the defense. What what did you see out there today from these boys? So the number one thing that you, you take away is how good the secondary looks compared to secondaries of Lions past. And it starts, well, it doesn't start with that, but it's very easy to tell the difference in who's wearing the number one jersey this year. So number one this year is Cam Sutton. And Cam Sutton talks a lot, a lot. Not something you heard Jeff Okuda do much. And that's, that's not a slight at Jeff Okuda. That's just not who he is. Mm-hmm. He's not a loquacious guy. Cam Sutton, um, as you learned from last week, if you saw his media session where it was just Ken Brown and I talking to him for a little bit, he will talk all day. Like they had to cut that media session at like 15 minutes. Like, all right, dude, you need to go shower. Like we got to get somebody else in here. And he's like, Okay. Um, I was going to say he's got he's, a little Risden in him, but maybe there's a little. Just, just a little bit. <laughs> maybe there's a little Sutton and Risden. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Need a little more? Uh, All right, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So he is very verbal, verbose, loquacious even, at calling things out pre-snap. And there was one play in particular when they're doing a red zone drill at the end, seven on seven. And he looks at the formation and sees the guy go in motion 
And he, in the span of like four seconds, spits out what every single receiver on that play is going to do to his teammates. And he was right. And they covered it perfectly. Now, some of it was the fact that he was communicating. Jerry was the cornerback on the other side. Jerry picked up on it right away. He tapped his helmet like, yeah, I got this. Um, put his arm out and, and went out with the motion man. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who talks nonstop, and if you missed trash talking, you're really going to like C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He talks shit all the time. I can't And wait. it's fun. It's it's very, like, mean girls. Like, like it's it's, <laughs> it's it's not malicious, but it certainly comes across that way if you don't know him. <laughs> it's uh, It's really good. And uh, the linebackers that were in on the play, or I'm sorry, the the, sa- the other safeties that were in on the play were, were all about it. The the linebackers um, were were the, like they all adjusted to it right away. Like that's a, that's a cornerback in his first month with his new team, looking at a set on the offense and identifying it already and effectively communicating how to defend that that goal line set. That's not something we've seen in Detroit. Um, I've been credentialed since 2015. I've never seen that. I can ask people who've been around longer than that, but I, that's that kind of stuff doesn't happen normally, folks. That's what we're getting with this new secondary. And this was the third practice. Um, the first two were OTAs, so there was minicamp that I've been to that have been open. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them, the defense, specifically the secondary, has been ahead of the offense, specifically the wide receivers. Today, other than a couple of specific plays, which I'm sure we'll talk about, the defensive backs absolutely annihilated the wide receivers. Some of it is the the communication and preparation, but they're – and I think Goff talked about it. I think uh, Amonra talked did. about it a little bit too. Goff yeah. – this is interesting. I, I wanted to touch on that really quick. Yeah, because if you have the Goff quote, go with it. Yeah, yeah. One of, the, talked about. one of the things that – at this point in any kind of camp and in, in training camp, when it starts defense generally starts a little bit behind, right? Isn't it? Isn't it? I'm trying to remember now. I just got confused in my own head. Defense starts a little behind and catches, catches up. Right. And because what, the offense, the offensive players know, they know where, where they're going. going. The defensive yeah. players have to yeah. react to it. Yeah. 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 Okay. I had my own head for a second. So yeah, the defense starts a little behind. What Goff said was so, and, and then the, the kind of moral of the story is iron sharpens iron, right? It's an old saying, but this is, this yes. is really, really interesting. He said that the, the defense is way stickier and way tighter to the guys and making things much more difficult than at this time last year when they were doing these things. And you love to hear it. Now he look, he he could be bolstering people's you know thoughts and helping people feel good about the team and all that kind of thing. But I, why would he? Right? He's that's, he's that's not nothing, what he does. Right? That's not who right. Goff is. Yeah, yeah. And you you have to think: What do we have for talent on the field this time this year compared to this time next year on the offense? Right? And a whole another year in that offense and the comfort. I mean, Ben Johnson talked about in his presser about the comfort and the the you know less kind of having to be super micro and 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 kind of on top of things because people know the language and the 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 the, the verbosity and the um, verbiage. Verbiage. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I was going to try to mix verb and loquacious, and it was going to become a really crazy word. Uh, <laughs> but the. Uh, uh, the fact that they know this offense so much better and uh, they're have with better talent 
and are having uh, more difficulty than they did this time next year. It speaks to what this defense very well could potentially be. Now, I want to talk about one thing. I want to, I want to give it a little bit of kind of, I don't want to call it, you know, so woe, woe it back. But I just want to talk about where these parts of the, 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 the team were at the end of last year. Okay. Last year, overall, the team grade from PFF had the Lions at 15th, right dead in the middle of the, of the pack in the league. The offense was eighth, eighth in the league by PFF overall. The defense was 29th. So you absolutely are hoping to God (laughs) that they are better than they were at this time last year. Right. But we've said it like those first four games could have been four wins with a, a number 15 defense. The whole season is different last year. If we played uh, with a defense that was number 20 in the league instead of 29, we're in the playoffs. And I want to do one really quick thing. Number one, because I love this guy to death, but number two, because it's something to to give a shout out to. And I haven't heard a lot of people do that. Uh, Dave Phipps. uh, He's got Dave Phipp has the special teams. They were ranked number one overall in the NFL by PFF last year. And he needs to get his flowers for that because well done, Dave and special teams, because that is a hell of a turnaround. So, yeah, no. So you want them to be better. You expect them to be better from from a team that ended 29th. But the way in which they're talking about them and look, the the investment and talent that the Lions have made on this defense really, really could mean a lot, could mean a big difference in what this team is in 2023. I think it will be the difference. I really do. Yes, I do, too. Um, And I. Just watching these guys and watching the confidence level of the defense, that's something that you didn't necessarily get a lot of. Last year, I think Aaron Glenn has been hands off isn't the right word because that's that's certainly not the way that Aaron Glenn coaches. But I think he's been more willing to trust the veterans. And it's weird because the veterans are new Um, other than Will Harris, who I I, got to give Will Harris some flowers. Will Harris ran with the ones today, did not look out of place. He's stepped up his leadership as well. But Cam Sutton. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, like the, even Emmanuel Mosley, who I did one of the shorts about today. Yes. These guys are they're veteran presences that come in from other winning programs. They understand how to win with defense. And I don't think that there was anybody really on the Lions who's ever done that before. And I'll be dipped, man. It looks like it's making a difference. It really does. Like the confidence level, the, the communication – which was the theme of of the short it was like my god like these guys they're the, we we talked about it, the the MAs the dreaded missed assignments yes, yes. which is what got Jeff Okuda bench which is what got um and traded what's just, <laughs> really what, what's just, got a lot of people gone um the the uh UDFA slot corner from 2 years ago who's now Hughes? longer with us yes no not not Mike Hughes um well Mike Hughes too but like <laughs> It's, it's a name that reminds me of Hughes. I know it's anyway. Yes. Yes. But anyways, <laughs> number of letters, the missed probably. assignments there other than there was one play today um, in 11 on 11 where I saw a defensive missed assignment and that player got scolded by his position group for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. The accountability, the standard that this defense is holding it to is something that you see from very good defenses and it's not something that we've seen organically come up from the players before. Not yeah. under Patricia, certainly not under Patricia, not under Caldwell, because Caldwell just didn't really 
do that. That's just not the kind of guy he was. No. But um, even like last year, like the 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 way that Brian Duker is coaching the secondary, the way that AG is out there, the way that Kelvin Shepard is coaching the linebackers, there's a standard that they're being held to that we have not seen before. And they're wearing uh, – now, I know they're not in pads. I know it's not full contact. And you're not allowed to tackle anybody yet. And I, I understand that all these things have to happen. But the way that they're communicating and working in coverage is refreshing. And it's nice. It's very nice to see. Now, there's a flip side to this. Cam Sutton looking at a set and knowing what every receiver's route is going to go, don't think that the other teams haven't got broken down that tape of Ben Johnson's offense and are understanding and dissecting what's going to happen. They're getting tendencies and things like that. The offense is going to have to work harder to do the same yep. that they did last year. And I do actually have some concerns about that. I, I, I worry just in general, not, not about any one specific player or Ben Johnson for that matter, just that the league does catch up to these things and adjusts. And it's up to Ben Johnson to make the counter adjustments. And I think he's a smart guy. I think he will. I think that the talent is enough at quarterback and wide receiver and running back in line that they can do those things. But they're not going to catch the league by surprise the way they did early last year. And if you, you go back to what you were talking about where the offense was, what, eighth and the defense was 29th, like at the end of the season, the last eight weeks, the defense was, I believe, 12th, and I think the yep. offense was 14th. Yep, yep. That could very well play out in 2023 for the entire season. And that would not surprise me at all if the defense winds up being ranked higher than the offense. Now, it depends. Now, you got to be specific, though. What's your grading criteria? Okay. Defense, what do I care about? And offense, for that matter. Points per game, yards per play, yards per carry on first down, both running for and against. Missed tackles versus forced missed tackles, turnover ratio. I don't really care about time of possession. I don't care about, you know, yards per pass, quarterback rating, all that stuff. That's, that's fudgy. Those are the things that I worry about because the, the teams that consistently win those battles win football games. Yep. And at the end of last year, the defense was doing at least as good of a job of that as the offense was. But everybody got so – because remember, this team that scored 45 points and lost a game. They scored 40 in another game and lost. Like they they just – they poured up those statistics early on. The offense – the league did adjust a little bit at the end of the season. And they did catch up, but the defense playing better kept the Lions winning. That's your recipe for success. Now, I don't, again, I don't think that the Lions offense is going far down. Like they're still a top 10, top 12 offense. No, no doubt in my mind about that. But they're, I will tell you just based on what I have seen from the talent, the, the evaluations of the players and the way that they're communicating and with their being coached and the comfort level that they have under AG right now, do not be surprised if the defense is better than the offense in 2023. That's And I think that's, that's interesting. I know, you know, in, in talking to Jerry Jacobs, the, the attitude is different in that, in that it's different. Yeah. Locker room. Yeah. Those, those guys are hype. Those guys are, there's an energy that they didn't have. And, and it's great. Yes. And there's, and there's, I'll say it's there's, palpable. there's a love between those guys that, that, I mean, they, they, you know, you have a love for your fellow players. It's part of it, but there's something extra here this year. And I don't know if it comes with the extra chatter. I don't know if it comes with the extra swagger. I don't know what it is, but these guys this year have confidence that 
it shows it absolutely shows in, in what they're bringing so I, I think i'm super stoked for the for the defense this year the other side of it though is i i'm happy to watch a horse race between the defense and the offense trying to be number eight yes. seven six five three to one in the in the league i am supremely confident in what ben johnson's doing and you know the work that they're doing right now it's it's getting the playbook in there it's getting the installations done it's getting the yeah, players working, ready to do some simple new things people in. yep <clears throat> they're not doing super complicated things right now um and this is where training camp is so much today. fun yeah, a little bit. this is where training camp gets really fun because it happens and it happens in a flash of an eye and then you don't see it again you know what i mean they just do a thing yeah and then it's over and then they move on like nothing happened. But this is this is going to be fun where you start seeing those little flashes uh, of what uh, Ben is starting to expect out of this team. And then there's the best part where there's things that you just don't see. There's things that you just yeah. don't see that they put together and in, in the enclosed practices, mat practices that are close to the media, some of the other things, they put those things together and then you see them on the field. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure anyone saw Panay Sewell as a tight end last year until they saw him on TV and, or live on the field there. Um, there's just some things that you don't show, right? <laughs> like we're, we're podcasting pants free, but we don't show. That's just not what we want. That's not what our show is I mean, about. Right. But we definitely are. Nobody wants free. to see that. No, no. I, I just mean, had this feeling of like, uh, I was going to be walking around with any pants on. That's why we sit when we do it. It's all those kinds of things. So yeah, no, that's, that's the thing. There's some things you don't show. And Ben has, don't want to do that in Grand Rapids coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he could get away with it. He's one of the few that, that could do that in Grand Rapids. But uh, I think, um, I think you're in good shape. I think you're in really, really good shape on the offense with, with the, the guys that are here what they've done and the evolution that uh, Ben Johnson's going to put in place. I'm not here to sell uh, Kool-Aid to anybody. I'm just telling you, we have a Lions team that's, that's in a place that I don't know that it's been in any of our lives. Even, even in the year, the 1991 year where they won that one playoff game, right? That was a great team. That was a fun team, but it was, I don't want to say, I, how do I want to say this? I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to think of the way. It was one of those flash in the pan kind of gadgety sort of offense. I mean, the run and shoot, right? I mean, it was, I don't want to say it was gadgety, but it was, it was limited time only <laughs> sale and soon kind of a thing. And yes. uh, it was going to go away and they took advantage of that. Um, this is, this is built to last. This is built to be sustained. This is, this is uh, a lot of this offense definitely focuses on the brain of Ben Johnson. But there's a lot of other brains working in that room, too. And I think this is this is we have something that's sustainable and something really special that they're building. So it's it's exciting. I, I think this is foundationally one of the best teams that potentially in my life for, for the Detroit Lions, as far as I can remember, for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I do think that there's obviously the pads aren't on yet. They can't hit. Um, and that's that takes away a lot of it. So the defense has they still have a lot of work to do. Yeah. But I will reiterate something that I said on the last podcast. And that is, people fret about the defensive line. Who's your defensive coordinator? A former all-pro cornerback. <laughs> what do you think he's going to do with his defense? He's going to build it around the position group he knows best. They have remolded it. That doesn't mean that the defensive ends aren't still playing great. doesn't mean that, that Christian Covington, who's, by the way, starting uh, at defensive tackle, isn't going to have an impact. But this is a 
back-to-front oriented defense now. That's different. Last year, they were kind of just let's 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 get 11 guys on the field and hope that, that Hutchinson and somebody else can play well at the same time. And this, there's a lot more, um, it, it's more spread mm-hmm. around. I don't, I don't want to use the word diaspora because nobody's gone anywhere, but like there's, there's a lot of like different points of emphasis where it doesn't necessarily have to be um, Kirby Joseph making a play on this specific type of play. It doesn't have to be Rodrigo, you know, this was Rodrigo didn't even practice today. Uh, but it doesn't have like they have so many different guys that can do multiple things, but they have them focusing on one thing. And I really, I really like the concept of it. And again, it's a defensive back oriented defense. That's what Aaron Glenn has wanted. He has not had the talent, the depth of talent at defensive back to really pull it off. I think he thinks he's got it now. And based on what we've seen this spring, he's got it. Yeah. And that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we teach front to back normally. That's the hygienic way. But what we're, we're, you know, it's a little bit different here. I'll tell you, though, keep your eyes on James Houston, the guy that Riz said would never see the field. <laughs> let me just really quick. Uh, <clears throat> can't, can't, can't ever let it go. Can't ever let it go. Because um, <laughs> they're the bulls. I really got to let that go. <laughs> So, James so Houston, can, can I talk about him for a second today? So really, he, he played me, linebacker let me, today. Let me do my yeah. thing on, on him really quick because yeah. I think this guy is going to be key to the front side of this defense. Uh, we know Hutch is going to be great. We've got, and I saw it here, uh, Shredded Aleem, uh, Pascal, right? We've got some great stuff going there. Houston, I think, is really a linchpin player. If he can play at the level he played last year for 17 games, there's nothing to worry about. There's literally nothing to worry about in that defensive line. If he regresses just a little bit, we're going to have a good defensive line. I, I like what we have there. This looks really good. If Broderick steps into what he really, really could be, and Houston, even if Houston regresses a little bit, oh, ooh, man, that, that line, I'm, I'm telling you, that's there's, there's a couple studs waiting to burst out there. That could be something very, very special for this team. Y'all got to keep an eye on Pascal. He is, he's ready. He talked about it after practice today about how much, how last year he always felt like he was a little bit on the outside because he was coming off of an injury in college. And then he just started to get the hang of things. And then he got hurt again. And like, he's healthy now. He looks good. He's uh, another guy, another talker. This is a guy who talks, who communicates pre-snap very well to the guys around him. He and John Kaminsky were the ends on one particular rep. And you heard them yelling at each other around the tackles. Like, hey, this is what's going to happen here. You know, like they're, they're speaking in code, but I we sort of know it just from being around them. Like, <laughs> yeah, and like they're picking up on what, what – they have a better understanding of what the offense is trying to do than they did at any point last year. And, again, Pascal didn't play a lot. Kaminsky was, was in and out of the lineup. There's a lot of really smart individuals. First thing you take away when you meet Cam Sutton is that's a smart dude right there. Like yeah, that guy, yeah. like high school valedictorian type of type of smarts. Yeah, yeah. TJ Gardner Johnson is a bright guy. He doesn't always come across that way because he's kind of cocky and kind of talky, but there's a lot going on upstairs with that dude too. Like yep. Jack Campbell, smart guy. Comes comes across very easily. Pascal and a guy 
uh, his college coach will tell you that he's going to be the governor of, of Kentucky someday. Like he's got that kind of magnanimity to him and presence. And you see it, you feel it. Like they are, there's not guys that don't fit that mold really on this team. There are a couple that are still hanging on, but I don't think they're going to be hanging around for long. That's up for you guys to figure out who I'm talking about too. But it's, uh, I think I'm going to change, I want to change your nickname to Roger instead of the Riz. Jeff Roger Risden, <laughs> Mr. Thesaurus Man, Magnani. I paid a lot for that college education. <laughs> Ohio took a lot of my money. Let me ask you, Anon, is, Anon had a good a good uh, comment here. I think we keep Levi as long as possible so he can get vested and able to c- claim a retirement pension. If we 100%. were to do that as a team, which I think is, I agree with, I think is the plan, that's that's one of those little things that a team can do that doesn't hurt your cap, right? Really? Yeah. That also makes you a destination for players, a player-friendly place to go where you've got a little bit of a net if things don't go well, right? I, I think that there's a whole lot more to that than just the, hey, we like the guy and we're going to take care of him. I think that's a, that's a kind of a, a you know, a, a multi-tier 3D underwater chess kind of move by the Lions. You don't think uh, that agents know that? You don't think yep. that the fellow players see that? Like if you're, let's say you're a running back, and you get a contract bonus if you get 800 yards, and you're sitting at 798, and it's the fourth quarter, of the last game of the season. You better believe you're getting your carry. <laughs> like you're you're in there <laughs> getting your chance to earn it. Yeah. That's just a hypothetical example, but th- that's what this team is about. And like Sheila, Sheila will write that check happily. Like no no doubt in my mind about that. So that that is yes, that's something. Uh, just a real quick update on Levi. He was there today. I tell you what, he wears a sleeveless shirt. He wears a good man. He's, <laughs> he's got he's got chiseled pipes for arms, man. Uh, it's unfortunately a back injury that's that's the issue. But uh, he he looks like if if you saw him like standing outside of a club, you'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm not fooling with the bouncer here. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> but uh, he's uh, yeah, his football future is very much in doubt but you know keep her keep her informed keep hope that it works for him because uh, if it does like he he looks physically outside of moving he looks really good yeah he's he's shredded more than i could ever be all right really quick um okay oh, enjoy detroit oh boy the kool-aid is flowing through my veins right now you guys have to relax let's look here's the thing if you start to feel a numbness in your feet <laughs> go see the doctor because it's going to be time to have one removed and get your uh, a1c in check uh <laughs> we're, we're not trying to sell kool-aid here but we're what we're doing is we're looking at a team that's all repulses for that matter <laughs> We're talking about a team that's definitely on the rise. And I mean, injury is going to be the really that's my my biggest fear. I mean, shingles and, doesn't care, Chris. Yeah, yeah. That's my biggest fear on the growth of this team this year. The biggest potential stop. So if you would, please, 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 please. Um, Hit the like, hit the subscribe button. Uh, we only ask once per show, and uh, just we'll get it out of the way right now. Please hit that button. Like, subscribe. It means a lot to us. Helps other people find the show. Helps us do all the stuff with Michael Gray, with Ash, with uh, Scott, with all uh, Jeff, the whole thing. You know, the one thing we do is, you know, it's a, we try to run an honorable shop here. We pay everybody for the work that they do, like so many don't. And uh, that helping us get the word out is the way to help us make sure that we can create all that content and that we've been creating four or five days a week, oh, except for the holiday 
delay in last week. We had some things, but um, we're, we're trying to push this stuff we out. Had, we had some issues last <laughs> weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're trying to get this out here and give you guys. And, you know, this is that lean time. So we need people to help find us so we can uh, keep that thing going, get that going. So thank you. Like, subscribe, hit the bell, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we will get Michael on that, Brandon. I promise. Um, all right. Let's kind of roll over to the other side of the ball, Riz. Talk about offense. Okay. Talk about uh, let's just start with Jared Goff. He's the key player on the offense. Um, how's his balls feel? His balls are soft, man. <laughs> Luscious. <laughs> Can't help it. He looked really good it. today. Yeah. Throwing, throwing very well, throwing with confidence. It was windy today, and his balls had no problem cutting through the breeze. It was nice, right, well right manicured, right there. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what sort of what sort of lawnmower he uses, but uh, they're 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 good. Those are the kind of balls that Barbie would love. Okay, let's move on to uh, the rest of the offense. Uh, let's take a, a movie. His movie's coming out, don't you know? No, I don't. Barbie's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Jared Goff stars. Really? Yeah. Um, Try to think. I've seen. I think I've seen five non kids movies this century in a theater. So (laughs) it's it's got Gosling. Oh, by the way, if you want a a movie recommendation, go see Blackberry. It's really, really good. And it'll give you some. Is that the documentary on, on the Blackberry? Yeah. Yeah. It'll I want to see some, that. My wife 90s. had a Blackberry forever. Yeah. So, yeah. It'll give you some nineties nostalgia and it'll tell you a side of the story. You never knew. Like it's, it was great. It was great. It was, I think about it as like the big short for a cell phone company. Not quite as great. Like, cause that was such a well done movie to take such a dry topic and turn it into something really, you know, compelling and exciting and interesting. Um, this is really, it's a really good Blackberry is well worth your time. Absolutely. Well. Okay. Let's get to the offense. Sorry. Uh, they, yeah, they, they cut right. off our cell service there for a second. We're no more. Bl- Clickety click on the keyboard. What do we got from? Uh, let's talk about. Uh, well, let's go right in on JMO. And when I say you're right in, okay. I mean let's talk about him. <laughs> so JMO, JMO did not have a good start to practice. Uh, he was pretty easily the worst receiver in drills, where they're just run. They're running. They ran a uh, two. They ran four separate routes. Each guy got three reps at it. And I want to say that he caught two total. Mm. And I think everybody else caught all but two, at least. Like he, he put he put two that hit him in both hands on the ground instantly. He had another one where it looked like he lost it in the sun, even though it's not really sunny out. And the coaches let him know that that's not an excuse because uh on, on the on the very rep before it, uh, Marvin Jones ran the same route and had the same view and made the catch. Uh, he just did not look comfortable doing that. He uh, was there was another route where you they had to run along the backside of the end zone, and he ran out of bounds on his own, Dan Orlovsky style, twice doing that. That's frustrating as hell because that's a, that's that's on him. Like that's. Know where the line is. Like, it's not that hard. It's yeah. a white line. You're on a green grass. Like, you can see that. So, it was not a good start to his practice. Then team drills came. And then you see why Chima was traded up for. <laughs> because, holy crap, he lit it up. They, ran, they were doing a hurry-up drill. And I don't remember the, like, the exact situation, but I think there was, I think there was like 30 seconds left. 
and it was it was like third and twelve or something. And he was lined up in the slot, and he was in the slot a lot today. I didn't tell you that though. He went, worked out of the slot more than he worked outside today. So out of the slot, he got isolated on the safety, and I do not remember who it was. Um, legitimately, don't remember. Just blew past them. Tacked outside just a little bit because that's where the play is designed to go for Goff to throw it in so the safety single high coming over the top can't get there. And it was a very well-thrown ball by Goff down and to the outside away from the defense. And it was a pass that half an hour earlier, J-Mo would not have touched. And he caught it perfectly and cradled it away and got his ass down so they could time out and then spike it. And then Riley Patterson missed the field goal. But that's beside because it was a fantastic play by J-Mo. And it was exactly what we all wanted to see. And all of us in the media were like dreading talking about J-Mo because like, oh, crap, he's having another crap day. We got to talk about this again. And people are going to be like, you know, it's not pretty when we when we criticize Jamo because there are some serious Jamo changes up there. Yeah, I'm like that's. I mean, if I no, I'm not. (laughs) It's his job. He's a first round wide receiver. There's some things that come along with that. One of them is being good, and he doesn't look good often. But when he does look good, he's spectacular, like unbelievable, like doing things that nobody else in Detroit can do. Yep. And that's why they've got him, and that's why they have faith in him, and that's why they keep giving him more chances because he can make polish, plays polish. like that. Yep. And there's another play shortly thereafter where he is lined up on the out. Or he's he's in the slot. He motions to the outside. Then as the play starts, he's running in, and he runs. It's a clear out route, so they can run a running back wheel. Not always is his attention to detail such that he would sell that route. And you can see the cornerback on the outside, which in this case was Jerry, like sort of like just leave him and and pick up on the wheel. Because JMO had effort and sold it, dragged with him. The wheel was wide open. The linebacker, and I forget, I think it was Anzalone, um, had to sprint out and had no prayer. Um, now that throw, unfortunately, by golf was probably his worst throw that any missed. But my God, like that. That's JMO creating that opportunity with his presence and his speed and his attention to detail and his effort. And that's exactly what we want to see. So, like, positional drills, he was crap. Team drills, he was great. Put those two hands together at some point because uh, you, you, you do not earn the team drills without first thriving in the positional drills. That's something that this coaching staff will do. Now, obviously, he gets a bit of a – because he's a first-round pick, because he can fly, and nobody else can do that. But Corey Fuller made a career t- out of being able to fly. He made a lot of money yes. on catching like four balls in his entire career. But <laughs> right, and I'll tell you a different Fuller, Will Fuller. I covered him in Houston, who who made DeAndre Hopkins a great deal of money. DeAndre, or I'm sorry, Will Fuller was was not as fast as Jamison Williams, and I saw the impact that he had firsthand on those teams. And like he was, he could not catch the ball. Jamo can, he's shown you he can catch the ball. Will Fuller was like, every time that he got thrown the ball, whether it was Deshaun or Tom Savage or TJ Yates or whoever was in their cavalcade of crap at quarterback, like they had no clue if he was going to catch it. Like when you throw yeah. it to Jamo, there's, there's a fair chance that if it's within his reach, he's going to at least get two hands on it. Like Will yeah. Fuller, like he did. <laughs> I really thought he needed LASIK, honestly, or like eye surgery. Cause I don't think he like, it, he was one of the people 
diverge real quick. Walleye vision. You're going in a one-on-one route in practice and was legitimately surprised that the ball was thrown to him as the only receiver on a route in a one-on-one drill. That's <laughs> Will Fuller. That's not Jamo. But that sort of impact that he had on that offense, Jamo can have on this offense. And Jamo is a better natural talent and faster player. And I think smarter player than what Will Fuller was. And it's just, it's got to show more often because the coaches did show some frustration last Thursday and they showed it again today in the positional drills when he wasn't at his best. What They're letting that, him know it. What was that movie? Was it Hot Shots with Walleye Vision? <laughs> was that the one? I don't know. Oh my God, that's so funny. Is that the one with Charlie Sheen in it? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Uh, okay. So, JMO, we'll talk more about JMO in a little bit. Uh, we got a, a hot question coming in, though. Uh, can Riz can you give us a brief update on Nate Sudfeld? Uh, he was bad today. Um, so, one of the drills that they're doing was throwing short swing passes. Goff's great at it, Adrian Martinez is great at it. Nate Sudfeld threw one that almost tripped the receiver because it was low in between his feet and had another one where, who was it? It was, it was Jamar was running and it was like behind him and Jamar waved goodbye to the ball. And so it went behind him on like a six yard route. It's not good folks. It was a bad day for Sudfeld. I will say his throws were more impacted by the wind than anybody else. And to be fair to him, it always seemed like it gusted, like when he was throwing, like doing his time in the reps for whatever reason. It was weird. But yeah, it, it was not a good day for Sudfeld. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, it was. We're finding out his hot shots. Um, walleye vision. Definitely worth a rewatch. I might have to put that on the on the rewatch list. All I right. Guess that, 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 that's in the uh, the airplane pantheon, is it not? Of like the super satire. A little bit. It, um, yeah, it is. It is. Um <laughs> Let me ask you, uh, let's talk about one, an area that's really hard to kind of look at with no pads on the offensive line. How are the boys looking out there? Uh, particularly, I think uh, Vitae is one we want to kind of keep a little bit of an eye on as camp goes on, just because he's coming back. He's an, he, he's not, he's a little bit older at the position, uh, almost retired, came back, has been injured a couple times. Um, but as a guy that is when he's there, he's made a big impact. Um, what did you see from the O-line and in particular Vitae? So the offensive line when they're not in pads, excuse me, the defensive line for that matter too, it's like it's like when we go to prime and proper and you're mm-hmm. judging them on on like the side dish. Like, by the way, that corn, that cream corn brulee, holy crap, that oh was god. the greatest thing ever. Oh my god, I but forgot that's coming up, man. That's <laughs> that, that was so freaking good. That was like that was like legitimately like remove my pants now. This is the greatest thing I've ever eaten. And that's but that's that's like an appetizer. You go there for the lamb chops or for the tomahawk steak. Yeah. And we're not getting the lamb chops for the tomahawk steak. We're just getting the cream corn brulee, which is fantastic, but it's not what you're there for. Are we doing that the night before the party? That I hope so. That's because we got we've got to do that. We got the St. Jude auction winner, Colin. We got to go down there to Prime Proper. Um, oh, sweet. As a matter of fact, I want to give a shout out to Tom Grossi, what he's doing for St. Jude. He's uh I think he's over hundred K by this point. Uh, I, I didn't see him cross awesome. it, but he was he was almost there. Which is where we are, where we race so far. But great, great cause. Uh, you see Tom Grossy stuff. Look it up. Get I, and I don't have the link in front of me, but I just want to give a shout out to the guy. He's going thirty two cities, thirty two cities, seeing all of the, the football cities, and he's raising money for St. Jude, spending time there. You know, FTP 
except for him. He's a, he's a, he's a pretty good cat with a good, good, good heart, good heart. So, uh, get, set some money in there. And as a matter of fact, when you do, when you do the donation, just say care of Detroit lions podcast, <laughs> we, we need to, we need him to remember Detroit. Let's get him to remember, uh, Detroit. And, uh, I think cool. if we, if we pummel him, that's the way to do it. Just pummel him with all kinds of Detroit lions podcast stuff. You can say Detroit lions or Detroit if you want, but, yeah. Be nice if we heard it here. <laughs> All right. So Tom Gross is doing let's let's so, talk so about the line. So the line. The the big thing that you want to note is personnel groupings because they're not blocking much. Um the Ragnow only did the initial walkthrough, then he seeded the way. And this is this was my most interesting takeaway from the offensive line today, is that once again, Ross Pierschbacher is your Ragnow fill in. Graham Glasgow, no. He is your second team left guard right now. Not even the right guard, left guard. Right guard Colby, Colby Sorsdahl is playing there behind Vitae. Uh, when, when they went to the second team offensive line, Pierschbacher stayed at center. Glasgow came in at left guard. Left tackle was Matt Nelson. Right guard was Sorsdahl. Right tackle was not Effetti. Uh, it was not Ezzy. Somebody was out there. Somebody was, somebody was out there. Um, wasn't the super tall guy either, Swoboda, um, who does look exactly like Dan Skipper, except he doesn't have the, the red hair. Um, skips, but anyways, skips, Rot, so, oh, Logan Stenberg was out there, um, for a bit too. And he played both center and guard, um, and he needs to stay to guard. Okay. The way it is. That's right. Um, uh, but Pierce Parker, like, and and I, I wrote a somewhat controversial piece where I said that Graham Glasgow might not make the team. And some of that is because he's not a center. And I think the Lions have come to that realization already. He is your backup swing guard. Pierce Parker's making this team as your backup center unless somebody beats him out for it. And mm-hmm. they, they very well could. But so far, like I haven't seen any errant snaps at all. That's sort of the only thing you can really judge on. But, but he, the team seems to have that confidence in him. So that's if you're making your depth charts and you're you're doing your 53 man roster projections, uh, you probably want to have Ross Pierschbacher on that. Let me ask you about. That's not all you can really take away from the line, though. What about um, Sorsdal? Did we see um, anything out of him out there? Who's that? Sorsdal. Uh, second team right guard. Uh, he did play some tackle last week as well when there was less people around. Not again. They're not blocking. There's not yeah. pads on, so there's yeah. just not really much that you can do. Um, one thing: uh, Jermaine Effetti was the third slash fourth team right tackle and never progressed above that on the deck. Now he's new, but he is a veteran. Uh, that's kind of not great if you're a veteran coming in and you're not better than Obena Ezi. Yeah. Or Ryan Swoboda. That's just not, not fair and well. Let me look at my roster here and see who else is on. I need my reading glasses. I'm old, Chris. Don't get old. Uh, oh, Darren Paulo. That's who it was. There you go. Tackle. There you there you go. I knew I'd think of it. All right. Uh, anything else on any of the rookie receivers? Antoine Green, how's any anything? Any Antoine news? Green looked good in the end zone drill. The one where JMO ran out of the back of the end zone, Green did a very nice tightrope catch on a throw from Adrian Martinez that wasn't exactly perfect. Uh, he's big. He's bigger than I thought he would be. And I say that as somebody who saw him at the combine and like asked him some questions at the combine. Like, 
he's bigger on the field than he looked behind the podium. So they grow there's up so fast. something there. They grow up so he's, fast. He can go. He and I want to see him and Starling Thomas, the the undrafted rookie cornerback number forty nine, go at it in like a nine route because mm. Thomas can fly. And I think Green can fly too. So I, that that's one we haven't seen it yet. I'm hoping we have two more days this week of open practices. Uh, there is one practice that's open next week. I will not be at that one. I think it's going to rain, so it's probably going to get moved inside where no media can be there anyway. So um, we need the rain. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to that because so far you said about gout so and the weather. Oh my god, we have to get you a walker. <laughs> Boomer over reading here. glasses. <laughs> Wearing a knee brace tonight because I walked so much today. It's a tough game. Oh, yeah. I know. Friggin' kids. Uh, let me ask you quick on Zilstra. Uh, <laughs> listed at 215 as a tight end. Is he a hidden wide receiver? Is he that thin? What's what's the story with Zilstra? No, he's he's gotta be more so he's Chris, you and I were just talking about our dimensions before we get on the show. <laughs> He looks very much like I do, except fit. So I, <laughs> so a knee brace and wearing reading glasses <laughs> and gout. <laughs> he, he has my rough dimensions. He, he's over two. I'm over two fifteen. Um, I hope to be at two fifteen by the training camp party. That's a good goal. Um, Riz was Riz was down for two weeks after the field goal competition for the media last year. <laughs> hey, get my gout. <laughs> Made my 45-yarder, though, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, Patterson. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, man. Oh, by the way, on the kicking thing, we, I'll talk about the kickers real fast because it is something that I did short on last week. Today, Patterson was better than John Parker Romo. Uh, his first kick was from 47-48. Um, Patterson I was talking about. It happened after the, the nice JMO play. He hit the right upright. All of his other kicks were good. That was his longest attempt. Romo came in, tried two kicks that were longer than that. One of them was from 54, I want to say, and it bounced short and was also to the right. And then he missed another one very, very wide right. Like, So I'm standing <laughs> roughly under the right upright, and I'm like – like it's way the freak out there. It was not good, and he knew it as soon as he kicked it. He, like you heard a hand clap. Like, oh. um, but he did make uh, two shorter kicks, and he did make one from. I might have even written this down. Jeremy Reisman is our official charter of field goal distances, and I wasn't standing next to him at that point. Uh, looks like forty-eight. Uh, his wide right was from forty-five. So. Not the best day for him, but he was better last week. Badgley, I didn't even see him today. Doesn't mean he wasn't there, but I didn't see him, and he didn't kick last week either. So right now it's a two-horse race between Romo and Patterson, and uh, Romo clearly has a much, much bigger leg. No question about it. It, It's like the difference between like J-Mo running a 40 and Taylor Decker running a 40. Like It's that noticeable how much bigger his leg is. But it, accuracy matters, and accuracy on short kicks really matters. Um, and I did ask Dave Fipp that as he was walking out the field today. And I'm like, how do you feel about the 40-yard field? He's like, I love it. 
Fipster. All right, uh, let me ask you, uh, Loretto, he wants to know when do cuts have to happen. And I believe that's after the third preseason game, but before the start of the season, right? And it's all cuts yes. happen at once. It's, at it's once. crazy. I, I, I like it how it used to be in that the play, the players had a chance to find teams yeah. and teams had a chance to find players and tweak that part of the roster to see to give guys a chance to have a little breakout and make it. You know, I really liked yeah. that kind of thing. And I, I'm not as not as big a fan as how they're doing it. Yeah. Now. So last year, last few years, they've gone 90 to 80. And then it was another week, the last preseason game, and then 80 to 53. Now it's 90 to 53. Boom. And I don't know the exact date on that. It is after the last preseason game, though. Yeah. And then you get the waiver claim period, and there's going to be a lot, a lot of movement on that. Like, there will be, as happens every year, there's two or three guys on just about every roster that get bumped yeah. because somebody else on the other team got set free. And then there's a bump. This year, you can see, you can see more than that. There's going to be cuts and then the scramble with more cuts following that, right? I mean, it's just this, yeah. this whole like kind of bottom of the roster churn that's going to happen and it's going to be a flurry. It's going to be nuts. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how that's going to play out. All right. Uh, let's yeah. get to the next piece real quick. Uh, what do we have? JMO betting allegations in the broader NFL. Uh, really quick. You want you want to bet on a good time? Head on over to DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store. Get your tickets to the party at the Uptown Grill on August fifth. We'll do a live show. You get to hang out. Uh, the ticket prices literally cost the food. It's unlimited pizza, salad, breadsticks, and soda, uh, and the room. There's there's no. It's not profit. It's it's fan appreciation. I just can't afford to put. 100 people in a room <laughs> we don't make that much on the thing so uh but come out hang with us we do a live show we have special guests i mean dan miller's been there every year last year we had uh jerry jacobs out there sure to be a good time ash is coming into town it's a it's a lot of fun really good time hold up we we got ash and case coming for this one i don't know if we have case or not we have to what the, you know what? we have our anniversary show coming up let's let's ping him in let's put him on the spot on that one but Big, show, big, big, good time. It's a blast. And we hang out. I mean, we do the show, the show ends, and then it's just hangout time. It's and and it's we're there until they kick us out, which was two last year. And uh, we just hang out with everybody, talk football, talk whatever we want, have a great time. It's a great chance to get to know and hang out with you guys and vice versa. We have a, a real, real good time. Uh, so join us August 5th at the Uptown Grill in Commerce Township. Tickets are available at DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store. All right, uh, let's talk about the betting allegations because this is getting a little, uh, <laughs> you know, JMO, JMO is all over the all over the media right now for everything, and 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 we'll this, the next topic we cover on this, we'll we'll dig into that a little bit more because. Um, <laughs> Anyway, hmm. yeah, <laughs> we'll just talk about the, uh, the 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 dumbest question asked in the in the, uh, the so far. Okay, at that point, but right now let's talk about the betting allegations. What are we finding? Well, okay, and right here, Ozzy, see why no appeal to the suspension? Oh, they wanted to send a message. We're not tolerating this. Is you know a, a hard they line can't that no appeal. one can cross. This is going to be a serious. This is serious. We want to send the message. You can't appeal. This is the way it is. And then now it starts to sneak out. Oh, well, no, nobody else really knew the rules either. And, oh, well, maybe there's a lot of people that had this problem. How I, I'm they're going to cover it up. The NFL is going to cover up the other players that had this because they can't have the most part, yeah. six weeks yeah. of 15 players 
star players not playing. They can't throw away a third of the season for that many players. And this is where it gets to be friggin' bullshit because I, I don't know how it happened. I don't know how the uh, you know Lions got targeted. I have to feel that you know when you you work in an industry with compliance, you have to be forthcoming, and that's the the ethical thing to do. I feel like the Lions are that kind of an organization, and it may have bit them because they did the ethical thing, and then they got hosed, and everybody else is like, nope, that's not what to do, and now. They're either playing hide it and and do and and we'll deal with it differently. And well, we made a we made an example of JMO and the Lions get hosed on this one again. This is this is horseshit. Like, and there's a great question by uh, Independent Lab ninety eight seventy two in the in the Reddit. He asks, when it turns out that half the NFL broke the gambling rules, will the media apologize to JMO? <laughs> no. They're soulless. No. Don't worry about that. Uh sorry, Riz. Uh but the media's not gonna lie. But either will the NFL. Either will the NFL. That's the thing that's so so ridiculous. The, and, no. and, and it can't be appealed. What are they going to do? If all of a sudden 15 people come out, are they all going to get six-week suspensions? No. No, you they, know they're not. They they, no, they can't do that. They, they have to. They have to do it, but they, they, the NFL can't. They can't put that many stars I, on I, the side I, of that. I push back against that. I think, I think they would do that because it is something that they – so they're – they're if they cared, everybody would have known the rule. I'm just telling you, everybody would have known this rule. This would have been clear as glass. Well, it's very clear that the, the rule was not well communicated by the league or by the teams. Now, it's there's a piece in The Athletic, and I forget who wrote it. Oh, that bugs me because I should give him credit for it. It's a her. Um, she should get credit for it. But basically, they she interviewed four or five different people, and their players and they're all like have some open ambiguity towards what the rule might actually be about betting on golf or betting in the off season and things like that. Like the rules are not clear. And I think you're right, Chris, that the lions, because the, one of the issues that the lions had was that they had to fire staffers for it, not just players. And that sort of put the gaze from the NFL like Soren's eye is trained on you. He's sending the 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 flying whatever dragon things after you to, to get that. No other team really had that problem. So that's why the attention is on the Lions, because they had to clean up not the players, but some members of their staff. The they did suspend Isaiah Rogers of the Colts for an entire season for betting on football. That happened yesterday. Or, or I think it came out yesterday. I'm not sure that's actually been done yet, but that, that, that's the deal with it. Uh, he's a wide receiver um, of not insignificant consequence. He is sort of their version of Kaylee Raymond, uh, who the Lions would very much not like to be without. <laughs> so, you know, it's the rules are they're simultaneously trying to drive up their revenues by getting in cahoots with DraftKings and MGM and Caesars and all the betting things. And then also still tell the players, well, your Jersey might be sponsored by it. You know, you might be where you might have ads for them, but you can't use their product, but you can sometimes, but not here, not here and not for that. We're not doing that. Like it is, it is confusing. It's stupid. It's hypocritical. The league knows that the NFLPA absolutely knows that. There's a but they're, massive they're trying to legislate retroactively, yeah. and they can't do that. They're not good at it. 
There's a massive conflict of interest with gambling and the yes. NFL being in bed together. Yes. That creates the entirety of the situation. But to be fair, even if the NFL wasn't involved in it, there's a serious issue of play, the potential of players betting on their own games. Yeah. Because incentives matter. Right. And it just, you know, just the degenerates we talked in, in the in the gambling so channel right any advantage you can get you're gonna take and it doesn't matter if you're playing the game or you're watching the games or whatever it just creates this massive conflict so i understand not being able to bet on your own games and i think there's probably some pretty good ways that they could build that out you know to to make sure that you know you could you know the, the sports books could create, you know, the app and accounts where they can only bet on certain things in certain places. So the, the players don't have that issue. Right. So the players that want to be compliant, just use this app, use this account that the NFL has set up and has partnered with all these gambling companies that they already work with. And you're going to always have an official one. Yeah. There, then you'll always be <laughs> compliant. And then we make sure that you, you're, you're doing it. Now, if you're using another app, Right. And we see it on on the Wi-Fi at our local at your local training you know, facility. Well, now we're going to start looking. Now it's going to be interesting. Now we're going to go to the books and start asking who was logged in this time from here. Right. And, and then you start the investigation. But with you, you create the means to make it easy to follow the rules. And it's not that freaking hard to do. The NFL didn't do that. And it's I mean, look. I'm, a, I'm some dope just sitting here when I came up with your solution, like pretty quick, right? They've got millions of dollars they're making and billions of dollars they're making as an industry and they couldn't figure that out. Come on. This is, this is not that hard, man. This is, this and is I think really stupid. Some of it is that it's still illegal in some States. It's legal in some others. Yep. Um, just speaking from Ohio and, and our friend Greg will know this. The first legal sports wager in the state of Ohio was placed not long ago by former Browns quarterback Bernie Kosar. When he placed that, he was immediately fired by the Cleveland Browns yeah, from yeah. a front office position. Yeah. Like it's, they don't know what they're doing. It's the it's the wild west. It really is. It's like it's like no zoning in a new city, and you can build a strip club next to a church, next to a school, next to a pony farm. Like it's it's so unregulated and trying to retroactively slap regulations and rules onto things when different players are from different, like what my understanding is the JMO bet on a college football game from an app in a team hotel in a different state where sports gambling is also legal. It is legal in Michigan. That's my understanding of what happened. I don't know that that's true, but that's my understanding of it. What yeah. if, like, like, what if the sports book that's there, like, there, there's just so many variables to it, and they didn't think this through ahead of time. They're still working on the NFL's rules are largely based on before sports gambling was legal in Michigan, and it's been legal here for several years. Like, it's, yep. it's and and we knew it was coming too. I'll, I'll go back to like when Jim Costa and I used to do our Sunday morning show at, at Gun Lake Casino out in. in between Grand Rapids and Kalamazoo back in 2017, when we first started going there, they're like, yeah, the, this place it's built as a sports book, but we don't have sports gambling legally yet. We know it's coming very soon. So they called it stage 131. It's not their sports book. Like we, they knew how, like they regulated, they understood how to develop an app and everything. Like the NFL did not see this coming or did not anticipate it properly. 
And, That's and this on is them. this is exactly what I said. There's people in the chat that are can't don't get English, I guess. But uh, if they were to create an app and the players were to have registered accounts in that app, you could IP block the local training facility number one and number two yes. block their ability to to bet on NFL football so that you have now a completely compliant place that they know they're not going to make a mistake to bet simple absolutely simple to do and all these problems would have been taken care of and then all the the entire whether there's a conspiracy or not and this is what you'll find in a compliance world it's not a conspiracy it's no, just no, 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 there's, but, but here's what you'll find in a compliance smart enough Listen, to have a conspiracy here's, here's what you get <laughs> in a compliance based world you can't even have the appearance that there might be misconduct. And that's what's got what's going on with this. So it's not just yes. that they did it wrong. It can't even appear. Build the app and let it roll. It's easy. It's easy. It's an easy fix. And then even maintenance on that part becomes so much easier because if somebody's using an app that's different than the one that they have, that's officially done from any of these site facilities. They'll know that and they can find the person very quickly and take care of it. Enforcement becomes really easy. You've given them every opportunity to do it the right way within the rules. You, you don't even have to communicate the rules. They say, just use this app. It's the only app you can use to gamble with. Done. Done. Right. And then the NFL could even make it so that they get discounts and, and, and better deals and whatever else as they do it to help incentivize it. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's so many. It's an easy fix if they really, really wanted to fix it. So, again, it doesn't have to be a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy. But no, you want not. to avoid every appearance that it could be, which is the same thing with the freaking officiating. The idea that, like, the XFL gives you that transparency and yet the NFL doesn't give you shit except the. We wrote a sorry letter. That's that's like this gives the wrong appearance. Everything Chris, is how long available. have they had the sensors in both ends of the ball so they exactly. could spot it within Since five millimeters? First, the first time you and I did the senior bowl together, they had it right. They they, that they was built seventeen. They built subjectability into very objective things that they have. Why is that? Why is that? Well, the appearance isn't that it's above board, but the reality is, you know, the tradition and other things eliminate. The appearance that there could be problems because it's easy and inexpensive to do. And actually, you could probably use it to, to make money if you had half a brain, which they certainly know how to make money. You could you could solve all these problems. That's that. So um, yeah, tough times. Tough times. out of the tube now as far as the lines are concerned. So mm-hmm. to answer a couple of questions, I, I can't read the check because I'm on my reading glasses. Again, don't get old. JMO cannot appeal. Um, nope. it just can't, that's, that's, you cannot appeal gambling related suspensions. That's in the NFL PA's CBA with the, the NFL. Uh, the other thing with it is he, the, there is some machination going on. We've been made aware of, uh, that the NFL is going in the direction, Chris, where you are, and they're going to try to make it more like, come out with more like because one of the things that came out in the athletic article was that the guy did, legitimately didn't know if he could bet on golf in the nfl offseason or not on an app and yes you can <laughs> like they wanted they want to come out with more things like okay you can bet on the nba finals that are going on right now you can bet on the nhl finals which i think are, are dropping puck momentarily um go vegas sorry florida uh they, but football like college football they, they need to make a line there. Can you bet on it? Can you not? I, one way or the other, I don't care, but make it so everybody knows that. I think they didn't communicate these things well. There's no consp- conspiracy requires people to be smart enough to set one up. 
you're giving the NFL way too much freaking credit if you think that there's a conspiracy here. They are not that smart. They really aren't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm 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 watching. This is fucking. This is hilarious. I got. I got. They're also not going to be conspiring against Detroit. Detroit. Detroit has the field this year of the chosen team, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to break their back to go out of their way to help Detroit. But I've seen this before. We saw it with the Rams when they got Stafford. Yeah. The favored team tends to get a little bit more latitude and not get the clamp down. So if anything, and, and I said this before, JMO, quite frankly, is lucky that it's only six games, really. Because, it, again, from, from what we've heard that he did, like, I, I know it's a stupid rule. You're so you wrong, Cats. You're so, you're so stupid. I don't think you know anything about networking or IT infrastructure or anything. My God. Like, so just, <laughs> I'll, I'll use an example my kids' school Wi-Fi, I can't get on Slack, I can't get on Twitter, and I can't play words with friends for whatever reason. Absolutely. Like, you can block those things pretty damn easily. <laughs> like, like, the understanding of how the network works, it's not like the, the Lions have just set up a, 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 you know, their own Comcast business connection for their, their internet. They're all VPN through the NFL. I mean, it's like, yes. hello. Yes, they are. Hello, this is like, you can't block it, you fucking idiot. In All fact, right, anyway, I had to get, we, we <laughs> do have to go when we get through the credential process, we do have to get cleared to have access to the Wi-Fi. Um, they, they do, from what I understand, they do check that. Yep. Um, I, I passed, thank God. <laughs> and, and YouTube TV and Netflix use IP addresses and geolocation and combinations of both. So do so do the, the gambling things to verify. They oh, use the gambling multiple, absolutely does because they, they, they use they multiple. They have to know your location to, to yes. know that you're legally yes. betting. Yes. Like if I'm trying to use the Bet MGM Michigan app, if I'm trying to use the Bet Michigan Bet MGM Michigan app from my parents' house in Ohio, it will not let me. I, I use a VPN from a from a, a known VPNs that, and you'll see that those get blocked all the time by the the gateway IP yes, address. Do. It's so hilarious that people like. Okay, anyway, let's go. Hard, let's move folks. on. It's over. <laughs> I'm a lot. Of, I understand these things. Yeah, yeah. Well, some people I don't understand a YouTube thumbnail, but I understand how that stuff works. <sighs> okay, let's move on. Let's get to the next piece right now. <laughs> Since GMO is still part of the thing, uh, we like to call this section <laughs> retweets right. and likes are not endorsements. This is great. This is great. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. My Michael, head's going to freaking explode. Michael Gray said it best. Just take JMO's phone away. <laughs> now, saying that this is the this is where we get to. Okay the stupidity of this whole JMO thing, right? There's some things that happen that you're like, okay, wow. He broke the rules. Maybe didn't, we don't know enough yet about what happened in this gambling thing. We're going to find out, but uh, it, 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 well, we'll find out what we get to what they, what gets out. Right. But there's, there's something stinky in, in Denmark there, but this one, this one about Jamison Williams uh, liking a tweet from Lamar about playing for Detroit. Right. And then what do they do? Let's go to somebody not involved. Jared Goff 
What do you think about Jamison Williams liking a tweet about Lamar Jackson playing quarterback in Detroit? As tenuous, tenuous a connection as you can get. And and freaking golf, man. The the sack on this guy. He 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 needs a wheelbarrow for each ball. Uh his answer, you guys are bored, huh? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. That is the dumbest question. And that is fishing for stupidity on JMO. You know. When somebody does something That's wrong, they do something wrong. He stepped up, he owned it, he did his thing, and 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 that he was did. that. He but, did, Chris. He but did. now, now you have these lunkheads, these thick-headed mopes standing here, like asking dumb questions of golf about Jamo liking a tweet. Like I thought it was bad. Like I like when things are happening in the world. Like I, the the only Twitter account I have is the the podcast one. So like when things are happening or interesting, I'll, I'll tune in and I get bored and I tune out. Right. And I don't care who it is. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm freaking apolitical, but when somebody's making an ass sure. of themselves, I want to watch it. Like I love people who watch making asses themselves. Like, Oh yeah, let's see this. Oh yeah. And so I'll follow it on follow and I move around, whatever. And, and sometimes I forget, I don't yeah. know, whatever, but I had somebody like I was watching somebody. I'm not even going to say who is, but they, they, they tweeted at me. Oh, look, you follow this person. I can't follow you. That's an unfollow. You're a putin puppet. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, bud. You are you you've been like programmed. Like, you have been absolutely programmed for your, your oh team. My God. Like, wow. So anyway. Tell um, me people aren't that stupid. No, no, though no, no, they are. And then they announce it, right? Oh my the, God. The, not only am I leaving, I'm telling everybody why I'm leaving. And I was just like, wow, that, that was stunning. But this this takes the cake, man. This goes 10 miles past that. Oh my God. Asking Williams about a, a like on a Lamar Jackson a question. I mean, we led last Thursday's press conference asking Campbell about it. Dumb. This is crazy, man. I, I honestly couldn't tell you what I've liked on Twitter and what I haven't. I couldn't tell you half the people that I follow. I know most of them. Um, I, I, uh, it's not you're reading something into something that ain't there folks like you're trying so here here's what this is like and we'll move maybe, on maybe from this he, pretty maybe quick. he was maybe he was flying through on his phone while he's taking a crap and he had to reach a little bit extra far for the paper and his thumb accidentally hit the like button like so so what if he liked that, it? that has happened to me before what if he liked I unfollowed it? somebody that way before what if he liked it Oh, wow. In this kind of bizarro world of that happening, that's interesting. I'd like to see what that was like. I'd love to catch passes from Lamar or play on a team with him. That's interesting to me. It doesn't mean you don't like golf. It doesn't mean there's like literally nothing to it. You can like all kinds of things. Oh, that's an interesting thought, you know, thought exercise, whatever. It's a, it's a, it's, yeah. or he could have bumped it. Like I used to, I used but to none like of that matters. Like, it doesn't no, matter. It doesn't. it doesn't matter at all. And like people trying to pile on a guy who, who did have a problem. And did have a mistake. This is this is like the this is the soulless part of the media that I told you about, man, or that I talked about earlier. This is the part where they are so desperate to make it about themselves or to have anything to talk about, right? And here we are, we're we're freaking talking about the stupidity, but only to excoriate the bozo that had such a stupid question, like the, such a simple-minded, slack-jawed yokel kind of a question as uh, this other guy liked to think about it's a question to somebody. I was like, fuck off with that, dude. Like, get the get, <laughs> take yes! the credential, kick him in the ass and send him out because any a, 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 a fifth, a fucking high school newspaper reporter, have a rotating person from the local high schools come in and do a press conference. You'll get better freaking questions than you do from a mope like that. I'm telling you, shut that shit down. That is stupid. <laughs> I have to I have to add this because I'm there. I was not part of the media throng around here. I legitimately do not know who asked this question. 
I sort of caught wind of it as I'm, I was doing something else at the time. <laughs> so I don't I don't know who we're talking about here, but God, be better than that. My fellow meat, don't make me ask questions. I ask shitty questions. I am aware of that. That's that's not what I do as a journalist very well. I I'm I'm trying to get better at it. I'm working at it. I I practiced. I do occasionally ask, but I don't like doing that. <laughs> but like, don't make me act like I'm better. Like, be better. Yes. Like, who cares? I can't believe that people care about what people like or don't like on social media. Why? Are you that? Uh, are you that bored? Like, are you that shallow? Are you that bored. stupid? Are you that thin-minded? My are you that God. programmed? What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's social media. It is like meaningless. Anyway, anyway. Um, My God, really? Somebody unfollowed you because you follow somebody else? <laughs> it's it's right there. Retweets and likes are not endorsements. How many people put that in their stupid like I, do you really even have to put that in do your I in your profile right like is this something to, that i should do chris yeah evidently because am cause, i repelling people because i like like some bears beat writers like that are my friends what you <laughs> like that somebody from the writer? enemy team that's not okay oh you're a secret bears fan i see it because you followed a beat writer from the like that's the stupidity of this like that is how simple and like i mean and then to have the actual not not be God. dumb enough to think that that's people are not really that ask. dumb. You dumb. cannot convince that people are that fucking stupid. We've seen it. We've seen it. The, to see this guy, to to see somebody like think that that's that important, and then have the access to the, so you're such a simpleton, you think that's important, and somehow you snuck past a filter to ask a question that dumb. I just don't get it. How does it happen? That's, yeah, we got, we got to ask better oh. questions as a collective media group. I thought I thought our media Ooh. session with Dan today was pretty good, but really got out of hand. I, I was there for Pascal's. Yeah, uh, I Jeff was not be- there for the other one. I don't even know who else they talked to. I know they talked to Goff and they talked to somebody else too, and I missed that one. I was talking um, to somebody else at the time. Jeff should be fired from DLP for watching another Lions podcast. Jeff, I hate to inform you, uh, today's your deadly, your last day with the show. Uh, I heard Damn. you lost another watch. You liked another podcast on. Uh, Unmastodon, and uh, <laughs> you can't have that kind of behavior. It's not good for the brand. <laughs> I like Mastodon. You know, Mastodon's last album was pretty good. The ones before that were a little too like they're trying too hard. So like they're it, a band that needs to like scale it back. Like Opeth does this too. <laughs> like they try to be every genre in every song. Like just focus. Like this song you can be sludge rock. This song you can be space rock. This song you can let the drummer sing. Like, stop doing all that in the same song. Mastodon needs to do better than that. That can yep. crack this guy. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so, I, I, I mean, I am I bad it. because I like, because I follow on Twitter, I follow both Megadeth and Metallica. Does that make me, like, really bad? Dave Mustaine like, hates you. Uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you, does. though, just so you know, Mastodon is um, a distributed version of Twitter. And uh, it doesn't, it's like, it has multiple servers and it's like, it's kind of really super like what, 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 uh, what distributed. What is Mastodon? 
Yeah, Mastodon. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know what that is. Yeah, it's it's what a distributed that? version of it's Twitter like a, with multiple different servers that are kind of have their own little focus, but they're all federated together. So it's a little bit harder to find people than on Twitter because it's not a single system. But to censor somebody or to, to shut down conversation there is super, super hard. It's A lot of people were, were thinking about that as Twitter was going uh, with Elon and everything that was going on. They were saying, I'm going to Mastodon. And then, you know, like everything like that kind of thing, it doesn't doesn't really ever take I gotta off. I got to pay but. more attention to the stuff. <laughs> know what that is <laughs> <laughs> all right let's uh let's get on that's that's all i want to talk about this is the thing it is tomorrow we will ask like, better questions as white, a group i will but i will pimp slap somebody if they ask a bad question it isn't black and white with jmo and people try to you're a jmo hater you're mad at him for gambling and then oh oh you're you'll just you'll just kiss his ass about anything no no like anything, it's complicated. Every person is a sum of multiple pieces. Their behaviors are multiple inputs and multiple things. It's gray. It's never black or white. And this, something like this is trying to make you know this a, a negative on JMO. And, and this is just a stupid question. Get to the place where someone doesn't have to, if they say something bad about JMO or Goff or freaking Houston. Let's get that in there. <laughs> they're, they're not a hater. They just have an opinion that might be different than yours. It could be a nuanced opinion. They could not like that one thing that they did. It doesn't have to be all in or all out. I mean, that's the beauty. Having sex halfway is pretty fun, too. Like, let's <laughs> just. just the two. <laughs> yeah, it's not like digital in and out. It's like there's all kinds of stuff that you can do. Trust me. Uh, it's it's it doesn't have to be like that, folks. It doesn't have to be like that. OK. I, I'm st- my mind is blown that people care that much about what people like and don't like that they don't know like I oh don't even pay God. attention to what other people like like I don't even know I, it's, I like hit the button if I think it's interesting and I move on and or, or, or funny or any number of reasons I hit it and then I move on I don't know how many people do, I don't even look at the number I just like oh he deserves a little, little bit of something a Substack subscription called be better stupid and I think people need to subscribe to Will Substack <laughs> Oh, God. All right, here we go. Move on to the next one. Wow. Lions rookie rolls at the beginning of camp. I, got, I, got, I really got a little bit riled up there, Riz. That's, I felt good. It's a whole lot of things that come to a head. The people, I, 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 I should probably know better, but I'm legitimately stunned that people read into that kind of like, no. Looking for a fight. Everyone's looking for a wow. fight. Everyone, that's, everyone that's behind a keyboard. Is looking for a fight, but when they see you in person, in person, it's a whole different story. <laughs> All right, let's get into Lions rookie roles at the beginning of camp. Um, good, these are good things. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 start with the defense again, Riz. Uh, Jerry Jacobs, okay. number one cornerback on the field starter. That's what we saw. Not yet. He's not it's coming. It's coming. Oh yeah. Sorry. Okay. He, he is running <laughs> with the ones. He and Cam Sutton are the current starting outside. Cornerbacks. Emmanuel Mosley, who I did a short about today. Watch that. All the bloods uh, rushed away. We'll, we'll challenge Jerry for yep. that job. Yep. Uh, certainly challenge him for that. Yep. But yep. there is a place for both of them. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt about it. Okay, let's let's okay, so let's talk about the rookie roles. Right, let's so say how are our guys doing? What have we seen? Let's go with Broderick, since he was so gracious to come on the show and talk to us. Let's start with him because he's such a likable guy. And and I mean, if he you is. haven't seen it, look, folks, just seriously, this is not just chilling for our own show. If if you, you want to see something about Broderick Martin or you want to see a player who's freaking all in, our interview with him at the very end, 
when he talks about he talks to fans and he makes a promise to to fans yep. in Detroit. It's really powerful. And I after I mean after we were done with it, you know, we were we were talking. I was like, holy shit, man, that was like, like, oh, like I love this guy, right? So let's yeah. start. Let's start with Brock. Go check that out yeah. if you haven't seen it. It's worth every second of it. But go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead so again, they're not in pads, so he's you he, he can't judge like how well he's anchoring or penetrating or anything like that. But I will say he is a coach pleaser. He is somebody that when he doesn't get a rep perfect. He's going to John Scott, the new defensive line coach. He's going to AG. He's he's even bugged Kelvin Shepard about it. Like, did I do right on this? Like, he wants to know. He needs that affirmation, that confirmation. He's looking for that. He's looking to get better on every rep. That's all you can ask for a guy in his role. And uh, he, so he was uh, first team defensive tackles were convinced. I'm sorry. Um, Christian Covington and Ali McNeil, for the most part. Isaiah Bugs did sub in some there. Uh, Bugs and let me get my deck right here. Monster. Kaminsky played some there. Um, Benito Jones, no, he wasn't part of it. But it was, I think Martin got mostly third team reps. I want to say, uh, yeah. So he was on – so the first two teams are on the field on our right as we walk in. Right, right. And the other ones are on the left. Martin was on the left field. So that right. is – that's like third, fourth team backups. Um, there is some movement back and forth between those. I don't know if he went over the first field. He might have. Brian Branch, who we'll talk about in a second, did start on the left, on the left field. He moved over to the right field. Like he was back to the left field. Like there, There's movement there. Mm-hmm. But right now he looks like the backup nose tackle as things sit today. Behind Isaiah Bugs, the Bugs and Bugs. I'll say it again. I mean, the guy. He Bugs looks, is a good dude. He, he's such <laughs> a big cat. I'll just never forget. I should have snapped a, a shot of it. I'll have to go back through um, the games last year and rewatch. Uh, it was near the end of the season. Bugs is walking off the se- the, the field. It was the, when he got injured. It was that game. Um, his shoulder pads as he's walking off. He's such a big guy. His shoulder pads looked like he had knee pads on his shoulders. He's such so giant. They were so small. He's a like, big guy. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh my God. They're like comically small on this guy. They're, I don't know that they're actually offering protection. Um <laughs> it was he's he's and he's such a good guy, right? I mean, so cool. He I, and he's another one. You can tell this this was a guy who was a student athlete in college, not just there to play he he played school. He's he's a smart guy. He's another guy that talks a lot. Yeah, yeah. and is well received talk, and I I like that. Uh, yeah. Broderick, I think, is starting to come out of the shell a little bit from you and I talking to him for what twenty twenty five minutes. Chris, we know he likes to talk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's starting to get that on the field a little bit too. That's yeah, I I, I I I just he's the guy that I can't help. I will root for him. I don't care if he. Go, yes. oh, I'm going to hit a different light button. Be careful. I don't care if he plays for another team. He's just so likable that I will root for him no matter where. Somebody just is. dropped off. <laughs> Somebody had a cancel their subscription to DLP. <laughs> you people are shallow as hell, man. Oh my god. All right. Uh, let's talk. Uh, anything else in the defense? Uh, let's take. I'm going to unfollow. I'm going to unfollow and block anybody who follows the Steve Miller band on Twitter. Uh-oh. That's my. I'm going to. I'm going to go through every single one of my however many freaking followers I have, and if you follow the Steve Miller band, I'm blocking your ass. That's what I'm going to do on a weekend when I have nothing better to do with life. I think everybody needs to create a shadow account on Twitter and retweet Steve Miller band stuff at Risden. 
Oh, I, 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 I preemptively blocked the Steve Miller band and I blocked the term. Like if you, if you tweet Steve Miller at me, it's muted. I will not see it. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I love that. Absolutely love that. All right. What else on the defense, my friend? It's real. Uh, Brian Branch. Yes. A lot of questions week, about where he's at. Yeah. Uh, he is primarily playing behind C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who is primarily playing slot, but not exclusively because he also drops back in when they, especially when they go three safeties, he's back. And the other safety is up. It was Will Harris today, uh, more than Kirby. Um, Will Harris got a surprising amount of playing time today. And by the way, didn't look bad at it. Again, his his big thing is that he can't tackle. There's no tackling along. So he's probably going to look pretty good. Uh, He's, uh, but he's, He's doing okay. He's fine. He's certainly better than Iffy. Iffy probably had the worst day of any corner or defensive back there. Uh, and he did actually make one great play at the end of practice, but uh, I would not expect Iffy to make this team. At this yeah, point. the Iffy experiment. At this feels juncture. Like yeah, feels yeah. like it's getting it's just sad. It's just not there. Uh, it's one of those things where, like, you know, you can he, – he's a very gifted athlete, and you can see that at times. I'm not sure that he's a football player. <laughs> I don't mean that. I don't mean that in a mean spirit away. I just like my son, my son dealt with this because he had a teammate in middle school. It was like this. He was a tall kid who had to play basketball because he was tall. He hated it. And as soon as he didn't have to do it anymore, he didn't. And I get the feeling that's kind of what's going to happen with Iffy. like once, once the football experiment is over, he will never watch football again. Like it's just not, not yeah. what he does, yeah. not not who he is. Yep. Um, but for Branch, back to him, primarily second and third team slot corner slash free safety. When they go to a split safety, which is what they're doing a lot, he is on the right side, which is the side that's generally closer to the line of scrimmage. The left side is generally the one further back. He's usually paired with Iffy. He is sometimes paired with uh, Brady Breeze, who's – Aside from being exceptionally good looking, has also had a pretty good camp so far. What's this other guy's name? Brady, like Brady Quinn, Brady Breeze. They're they're handsome men. Yeah. Um, question that is about a non um, rookie, Derek Barnes. Does he make the team worthy yet? Oh yeah, uh, he is getting some first team linebacker roles, especially in the rare instances that they go to three linebackers. He is the third linebacker, and with Rodrigo out he has taken over Rodrigo's spot in the rotation. He is right now repping ahead of Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell is the second team Mike and did not. I did not see him get first team reps today. That doesn't mean that he didn't get him because I didn't pay attention to that field all the time. But when I was watching him, he was the second team. He was on that field. He was on the field where the the first team and second teams are the Mm -hmm. entire time. Mm-hmm. But he was not repping with the ones. The the first team linebackers were Barnes and Anzalone and Jalen Reeves. Maben got some looks in there as well. <sighs> um, okay, let's talk about anybody else from the rookie side that we want to on wanna defense. Um, Starling Thomas again stood out. Uh, the skinny cornerback Gilmore made a couple of nice plays today, but he's like really skinny, like. So this reference used to be something that people at Real GM got a lot because it's ostensibly a basketball site. 
his legs look like Keon Clark. And if you remember who Keon Clark was from like the late nineties, like Sacramento Kings, Portland Trailblazers teams, like he was six eleven and about a buck ninety, and his legs were pipe cleaners. And that's what that's what Stephen Gilmore's legs look like. Like there's just no mass there at all. Yeah. So I, it's tough to see him making it. <laughs> he can run though, and he, he he can cover. Like he's got instincts. You can see it. Yeah, but uh, he's he's facing an uphill battle. Yeah. They're 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 weirdly deep at cornerback for a team that had such a crappy defense last year. <laughs> All right, there you go. Okay, let's uh, let's roll over really quick before we um, do. Oh, 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 Trevor Trevor Nowoski, I got to bring him up. He oh. also got he was the best linebacker on the left field, which is the third and second and third fourth teams um, <laughs> reserves. He's smart and he is. I don't know that he tested as fast as Jack Campbell, but I will say that he is every bit as athletic as Jack Campbell, if not a little bit faster, just take off. The one thing that I have noted about Jack Campbell, and again, they're not tackling, they're not doing that. He can be flat-footed when he starts, and that slows down his acceleration. And you don't see that in the athletic testing because they're coached up. But when he's on the field, he will start flat-footed sometimes, and it does slow him down. Do not see that problem with Trevor Nowoski. That's something that can be coached. It's probably just muscle memory. Uh, but that that's not an uncommon thing. Um, if you have followed my draft stuff at all, Devondre Campbell was a guy that when he played at Minnesota in college was like that. And he spent one week at the Shrine Pole, got coached on it, and instantly figured it out. Like, I, I don't, I'm not worried about Jack Campbell at all. But yeah. there, there are things for him to work on with that, and that's one of them. Yeah. Um, if, if you see the clip of him, it's the famous clip where he's playing, I think they're playing Minnesota, actually. And he gets caught, or no, it's Michigan, it's Blake Corum. And he's flat-footed yes, standing there, yes, and yes, Corum gets past him. That does show on the field still some. That's something he's got to work on. That's That would be my primary negative directed at Jack Campbell right now. That's still there. That's got that's got to get coached out, too, because uh, there are there are running backs on this team who will make him pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let me ask you then to – well, let's – before we really quick go to the uh, the beauty and the gorgeousness of the offense, don't forget about our party. DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store. Training camp party tickets right there. Tickets cover your food and the room. There's no extra charge. There's no money being made there. It's literally just a, a cover our costs thing. Come on down. We'll do a live show. Hang out. Great time. Uptown Grill, Commerce Township, August 5th. It's in an annual training camp party. I think it's the sixth annual now. Uh, I've been doing this a Thanks. lot. Had Dean yeah. Blandina one year, Jerry Jacobs last year, Brandstatter, Dan Miller all the time. All kinds of great stuff, folks. Great people. Check it out. Um, and, uh, have some fun. Join us, uh, Detroit Lions podcast.com slash store. The tickets are, I think 30 bucks, uh, 35 bucks maybe. And, uh, come on down, get dinner, food, drinks, hang out. We do the show, uh, all the guests. And like last year, Jerry signed and took pictures with anybody who wanted it on the, at the end there. Jerry was and, there a long time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we ended out the whole thing and, uh, we just hung out and drank and, uh, shot the shit together and had good fun. So, uh, you want to come join us, shoot on down and have a good time. Yeah, I gotta say one thing real fast. Um, bring bring things down a notch here. Uh, a very good friend of mine named Mark Mitchell, who was at at least our first two training camp parties. I think he yes. came to one other one. Um, unfortunately, has lo- he uh, had a catastrophic accident over the weekend and has lost his life. Uh, and it's uh, cheers up to you, Mark. And I, I will say the best way to honor him. Uh, and I, I told his wife this, so uh, it's cleared. He was somebody who was the biggest asshole that I knew, but was also a tremendous friend. 
and was somebody who once gave me an incredible advice by berating the hell out of me, but also encouraging me in the same breath. That's a special type of person that can do that. So thank you, Mark, for that. And if you want to honor him, have a have a Jim Beam with a Coke Zero, because that was all he drank all the time. I get that. So I, 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 I will, help I will hoist one to you, Mark. <laughs> You, I will. I will as well. Friend. We'll do it. We'll do a, we'll do a, a toast to him at the at yeah. the party. Um, I get that a lot yeah. about the biggest asshole, but I don't get the helpful part. So um, <laughs> no, he's, he's good, a very, very, like very good friend. Um, and he he actually. Oh, he never got to tell us. He has he's one of the few people that saw me. Chris, you know, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Oh, uh, I once almost bottom. got into a fight in <laughs> Vegas at the Hooters Hotel with a DJ who kept playing the Steve Miller band because he found out that. Steve Miller band oh. and Mark may or may not have had to hold me back from chasing after this guy <laughs> as I'm sitting in the hot tub at the speed. It's a great story. Great time. Wow. God, I will miss you, my friend. That's um, video and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's sad, but to the offense. Thank you. Mark. To the back yeah. gave. Uh, let's talk about the <laughs> offense. Uh, we talked about Antoine Green, Antoine Green. Um, I'm excited about Looks what he can bring. Fast. Yeah, yeah. He's and look if he can if, if he can catch the ball, which it sounds like he did. A, a had had a nice play today. He caught he caught a couple today. Yeah, nice. yeah. Um, you think about. I want to ask you about what if he's the guy that kind of fills that speedster role while JMO's out for those first six weeks, is he that guy uh, that can, can stretch the offense in a similar way? That would be nice. Back? I think that guy's Kayleaf Raymond. Okay. Um, it's just a, a much smaller package. Yeah. Uh, Kayleaf, Kayleaf, uh, God, if he was, if he was even five eleven, like he'd be a starting NFL wide receiver, but he's five eight and yeah. has the smallest waist of any lions player. Yeah. Like he's just, he's just, He's not even small. He's just short. <laughs> like, like he's like if his upper body, he's ripped pound for pound. He might be one of the strongest players on the team, but he's five, eight and his arms are, I think 28 and three quarter inches long. His hands are like eight and a quarter. Like that's, it's sad because he's a very good player, but yeah. he's just small. And yeah. that's that, 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 that limits what you can do with him. You've got to be really accurate to get him a ball, much like Hollywood Brown. With um, with Lamar Jackson first in in Baltimore, and then you know now in Arizona, where you've got to be really precise with your throw to hit a small guy like that. And Goff can be that guy. He's shown he can be that guy. He was that guy today. Yep. Uh, but I think I'll preemptively say this: I don't think the Lions have any interest at all in any outside wide receivers right now. DeAndre Hopkins, whoever else might be out there. I think they're very happy with what they've got and they're ready to go to war with what they've got. Even for the first six games, they are not going to make a knee jerk reaction to a suspension like that. Um, I, I, I could be wildly off base, but I really don't think so. They're not, they're not a, this is not a team that's looking at the waiver wire as a way to add upgrades at any position anymore. Fair enough. Like a statement. You'll Lincoln. probably find an exception to that at some point, but they're not like they're what seventeenth on the waiver wire. Like they're they're not looking. They're really not looking. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, Kaylee, I'm 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 interested. He's he's a guy again. I think we talked about it, not last week, the week before, because we didn't have a show last week. I apologize, everybody. I'm really sorry. Um, he's a guy that this is his year. 
right? This is the, this is the year that he's really going to make it right to make it stick. He, he's got an opportunity. He's I think uh, just what he showed last year, the fact that golf feels like he can trust him. Like he, like he got Absolutely. out of him last year. Yeah, this is, and that's so big. If you're a wide receiver in a Jared Goff offense, is that to have Goff's trust? The fact that he has that, this is the opportunity. This is the big breakout year for Kaylee. If it could be right, I'm I'm interested. So if he's the guy, that's cool. I I worry about. I mean, I know you're you're what six five, yeah six. Five. I mean, you still hear the, about the little package. Just the fact that he's such a little package. He's <laughs> sorry. No, the show's gone off the rails. <laughs> Just crap. because he gets the the uh uh the, the little package narrative, right? Doesn't mean he can't do it, but that like that's the one thing, and it's the thing he can't help. I feel terrible. Like oh, you put three inches on that guy in height, and he, he, it's he, he's it's a no-brainer, right? It's an absolute yes. no-brainer. He's a s absolute star in the NFL. Oh man, it's he would be like, he would be an above average starting wide receiver if he were that big, yeah. but he's not. <laughs> so he's got to be. So I, I can again, I can't read the chat, but I'm going to guess that there's people saying, "What about Marvin Jones?" First off, it's really weird seeing Marvin Jones wearing number zero. <laughs> um, secondly, he's not a vertical threat anymore. Uh, that's pretty clear from what we've seen from him. He can still run, but he's look. He's never been a guy who was like a a lid lifter. He's a contested catch vertical kind of guy. He's very good with the ball in the air. That's where he wins. He's not a guy that's going to make the the single high safety go to that side of the field and cheat that way. That's not who Marvin is. Kayleaf does have that kind of speed. Yeah. So yeah. they're gonna they're gonna have to accommodate it. And I'll say this: Sam Laporta to tie it back to the rookies. There you go. Sam Laporta can be that guy because he's got wheels for a tight end, and they have – I have to make sure that I'm not being bugged by the lines here. They have tried him at wide receiver a little bit already. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, I, I, and that's part of the thing. I mean, Gibbs, Gibbs wasn't there, right? He was, he was there. They kept him on the safe zone. Am I, am I correct in that? I'm assuming. No, Gibbs, Gibbs, Gibbs did – Gibbs participated today, okay. and there was one set of reps, and I put this in my notes at Lions Wire. Um, I was very fastidious in writing those up as soon as I got back here. He, the other running backs went and did a blocking drill. Gibbs stayed with the quarterbacks and the receivers and worked with them in that drill. He was the only running back that did that, and he looked like he was a duck in water. No problem. He was the only offensive weapon that did that. Just a quick correction there from your editor. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, good, good. That's good. I hadn't heard a whole lot about him today, and I just assumed that they no. they they're being uh, so, so he is careful not, about their injuries this year that I figured he yeah. was going to sit. But so I'm glad he was out there. That's no, really good that fine. he was out there. Um, he has not lined up as a wide receiver, to my knowledge, at all yet. Everything is out of the backfield or motioning into the slot. He's not starting out as a wide receiver or a slot. Like it's that's that's not what's happening. He's catching things out of the backfield as a running back weapon in that vein. Yep. That's yep. that's what he's doing. And he looks very good at it. He did he did I don't think he dropped the ball. He had one broken up today. And he did he did have another one where he might have been able to catch it, but it was like behind him and you know, like uh, just wasn't wasn't there. But uh, he looks he looks very natural. And to say DeAndre Swift was a good receiver too. 
DeAndre Swift didn't really run routes. Like yeah. Jameer Gibbs is running routes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just really quick. I mean, one of the most obnoxious people in the chat has a question. Let's just get it. Uh, Brandon Kerr. <laughs> Brandon is like the <laughs> nicest person on the face of the earth. I know. I love Brandon. <laughs> I know. I just had a, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> contrarian. Uh, Chris and Jeff is the three, four, five running back spots the toughest to call. Yeah, uh, it is. So Montgomery was not there today. So you got Jermore, you've got Mo Ibrahim, you've got Craig Reynolds, you've got uh, Greg Bell. I think that's it. Uh, right now. I think Craig is safe. I think he is fairly safely the number three because he can he can do he can be David Montgomery if David Montgomery isn't able to go. I don't think anybody else offers that. Um, he's he's not a direct. He can do all the roles that they would ever ask of David Montgomery to do in the offense. I don't think that Mo Ibrahim can do the passing game stuff. I don't think that Jamar can do the passing game stuff at all. Um, that's that's his big thing. Um, I will reiterate, Jamar Jefferson has not made this team two years in a row because his pass protection isn't even at an elementary school level. It's atrocious. Like, it's really barrels, freaking bad. Barrels through. <laughs> Bull rush of a third grader covers him. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's literally not even a speed bump in pass protection. I really like, want to He's got to get better at that. I really, that, really want him to work out. I really liked I, – I just won't forget the one thing, the, the, that first year, his rookie year, when they made him push that sled. And, like, the, number one, remember? The the, the running yes. backs, the whole crew was right there. And he had to go to the 50 and back. And that was – I mean, Deuce was just on him like stink on shit. He was just and, – and, and the whole – like, Deuce is just yes. barking. And the rest of the running backs are like, cheering, come on, man, come on. And they're down on all fours walking with him, like, just like a complete brotherhood. That poor guy suffered. And it was hot. Like, it was over. Oh. It took a minute to get his breath. To, to, I mean, yeah. I, I saw that. But he did it. He didn't give up. He right? did and, and he did it. And he he's got, got up, heart, he, man. Oh, he's God got dang, heart. he's got heart. I was, I was, that's, I, I just looked, it's one of those things like you can really find these things with these guys. I'm probably just about any guy in the field. You can find reasons to love them and, and, and root for them. But Jamar, when I saw that and saw him go through that, that, that just torture yeah. push on that sled, I was like, I just want this guy to work out, man. And, and it, it kind of makes me sad to hear about his, yeah. his blocking. But yeah. He's, <laughs> he's certainly got a shot if he can improve on that in special teams. Ibrahim. The first day I saw him, he was slow. Last week, he looked explosive. Today, he didn't really stand out. Uh, he wasn't bad, wasn't good, just kind of there. So, uh, and Greg Bell, he's going to be tough to cut. He's, he's, there's a lot to like with Greg Bell, too. So, yeah, that, that is certainly a good question, Brandon. Yeah. I appreciate that. We, we should ask that to Dan tomorrow. If I do, I will uh, subtly send you a clue. I think you should ask him about other people's social media actions. That seems to be the, the, the route to notoriety. Uh, um, I would just shook that people care about these. Like, my God, really? We've come I, I, that to that as a society. Yeah. yeah. My God. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, and it's not even the end of June yet, brother. You know how bad this is going to get. <laughs> It's June 6th. The dopiness will increase until the stupidity increases. I don't know. Uh, it's We'll see. Anyway, that's that's the word there. That's where we're at. Um, oh. Yeah, you know, here's a question from Brandon. He wants he wants you to ask if uh, ask Campbell if you like Steve Miller. You may find a you may find a rally point between the two of you there, or 
you may be done with Dan Campbell as a head coach in Detroit. <laughs> I do know that Jim Schwartz doesn't like the Ask him that and, 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 and then say, uh, we're, we're, we're curious about the Millers. Okay. Tell me about Steve Miller first and how much do you care for him? And then Dan Miller. <laughs> Cause then you set him up to say, well, I don't like Steve Miller, but I really like Dan Miller. Right. And he can, he can get out of there safe and everybody's happy. Right. Give him, give him a question that he gives him a good, a good out. <laughs> so I, I have, so Dan will look the, at you, the, Dan will look at you. If you ask that question, <laughs> can you imagine in the two plus years that I have, that Dan has been here. I've asked one question directly in a press conference, and I have asked a couple of follow-ups. Like today, if you watch the thing, when somebody says Rodrigo, that's me. <laughs> Rodrigo's going to participate. Like that's that's the only thing I've asked of Dan uh, on or off the record this year. I, I, again, I'm not a press conference question asker. I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not. I'm not a great question asker. So I don't do it. You should really go into and then with the Steve Miller one and Dan Miller one. Like who's better? Who do you prefer, Steve Miller or Dan Miller? That's that's the setup right there. Let him go in on it, and, and just watch Dan Miller's face. Like have your your camera videoing, not Campbell Miller when yeah. you ask the question, because I want to see his reaction. He'll look at you and be so hilarious. Dan's so oh, great, man. but he'll be like, now I got I got to watch the golf press conference now to see who asked these questions. I legitimately oh. don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I got the, they just emailed me the transcript like ten minutes ago, so I can I can read it. But I kind of going to want to go watch it now. <laughs> All right. Uh, really quick, ask you to like and subscribe to the show here again. Uh, please hit the like button here. Uh, what do we do? Two hours a day? We, did, we didn't do too bad. Uh, I can feel it too. So I have the air conditioning off in here because it's louder than hell. And uh, I'm starting to sweat my ass off. It's, it's time. That was, that was Miley Crew louder than hell. Uh, so, yeah, please hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Appreciate <laughs> Appreciate you supporting us for all the stuff that we do. And uh, that helps other people find us. And especially in these, these lean, lean summer days at a training camp, we need your help. Get the word out there. Also, don't forget about your training camp party tickets. Those are for sale right now. It's a good time. And let's not forget about Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. As little as $5 a month. In the Patreon donation, uh, we'll get you access to the Slack chat, which I, I, th I think we're like pumping close to 500 people now. Um, it is, it's barbecue, home improvement, Lions talk, uh, baseball, it's basketball, beautiful. college sports, booze, uh, dining, um, games, if you put on the muscle, uh, all kinds of channels, all Ooh, kinds of content. And it's, it's the smartest Lions chat on the internet, bar none. Uh, that bar to get in makes a big difference. It makes a big difference on the, on the quality of the content and conversation. Uh, you can disagree. Uh, we try not to be disagreeable. Um, we're peak off season conversations. So uh, there's a lot going on, but uh, it's a great place. It's one of the best communities of people. I, it's one of the things I'm really, it's on the, the near the top of my list of my, in my kind of proudness of what we've done with the podcast here, that Slack chat, it's a really incredible group of people. And definitely no matter what happens with the podcast, not that anything's in the offing, don't worry anybody, but no matter what happens, we'll keep, we'll keep that thing going in perpetuity. Cause it's a, it's a great, great group of people. I'm actually, I got some, I'll tell you after the show, I'm going to add something super sweet to that uh, very shortly. Uh, also follow us on the Twitter machine at D E T lions podcast, D E T lions podcast. And on at Jeff Risden at Jeff Risden, all pants free all the time. And all you'll hear is that's a small package. Uh, also give us a call uh, via Skype at Detroit Lions podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions podcast. And you can call us in the Lions line at 248-782-8384, 248-RUB-U-FUG. 
sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Click on all the ads and subscribe to the podcast and the easily found subscribe button with not hidden behind ads. And uh, you get in there, you get the action, you get to take part of it. And what else gets to happen, Riz? I get to come into your ear holes automatically. Real quick, on my shirt, I got to give congratulations to the Lowell Red Arrows for winning the D2 Boys State title and the Hudsonville Eagles for winning the the Boys D1 Volleyball State title. That's where I was Saturday night. I have to also give it up to my sons zealand combined team we were the only team to take a set from hudsonville in the entire postseason proud of you guys it was good awesome show. good show boys volleyball is growing it will be a varsity sport very soon if you have boys that are young and interested in playing encourage it it's awesome thank you congratulations and thank you Riz. happy to talk about something like that all right thank you for tuning in we'll see you next time on the detroit lions podcast we got another show next week our anniversary show coming up on the 20th and then i'm going to to meet up with some folks and hang out in the d for a while so we'll see we'll have no stuff going on we'll have a break coming up the last week of of uh june we'll probably do another break before training camp comes it gets a little slow but we've got michael we got ash we got scott we got the whole crew going so we will have content pouring into your ear holes with Riz and uh, whatever other fluids. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time on Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, and no problems because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Thank you all for joining us today. We'll see you soon. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.